0: Align Your Practice Podcast with Dr. Cliff Fisher, where your best practice and life awaits you. Are you tired of running a practice on your own? We want to come alongside you with experts to help you create your dream practice and your dream life. Here is your host. All right, Tribe. Welcome back. I'm super excited for our conversation, Dr. Joe, today um, on a job versus a business. I just want to touch on last time, man, if you missed last episode, you definitely want to go back. Um, We we talked about exiting, how to exit a business gracefully versus like losing all that value, you know, spend your whole life working up to it and then you don't have any value. And so today though, we want to talk about a job versus a business. And Dr. Joe, I know we talked right before, you know, before this and had some great concepts and ideas. So where's your head at right now?
1: Yeah, I, th- I think it's a, such this is such a good conversation uh, because it can help those students that are thinking about owning a business or getting uh, being employed. It can help those that are in the middle of their practice uh, career or those that are in exit. I mean, this is a this is a big one. It, it may spill over into five episodes, but let's try to <laughs> get the framework of this thing out. Um, That's fair so my my accountant called owning a business a velvet prison which is beautiful it's classy it's nice but you're chained and locked inside and you can't get out and that's not how a business should be but he was an accountant he owned his own business and he sat there i'll never forget his desk he had piles and piles of paper and he was sitting there and he was never left that desk 10 12 hours a day and he was the business and he called it business is great it's a velvet prison remember that term and wow. think about that and dissect your own business and say are you in a velvet prison a beautiful place that you can't actually get out of and cliff you and i both know that's not what a business is that's a job
0: yeah yep yep yeah. And everybody's built for a certain thing, like there's a space for a job and there's a space for a business. And so, and I think that's the conversation I'd like to go into, you know, we talk about like the different types of chiropractors. And I think in chiropractic, there's always been one thing oh, you need to own the business. And, you know, one of my, the funny things that you and I both heard, uh, I'm one, I, I know I heard it from Dr. Franson, but it was like, you never hear a brain surgeon say, man, this sucks. I don't own the hospital. I'm just a brain surgeon. But yet, chiropractors will say that all the time. And I think, you know, 10 years ago that that was probably appropriate, but now I think there's the compensation's right. The opportunities are right. The partnership, like there's all these different opportunities that are becoming available if you're in the right situation.
1: Yeah, it's it's a shame because it's, it's become a, it was a rite of passage uh, that you, uh, or it's like the mecca of, of when you graduate is you have to own a clinic. And And I guess it's not, I can't fault anything because 20 years ago, the compensation wasn't strong enough. Uh, doctors were not treated um, in a career-based mindset. It was like a starter process of like, hey, you can work for me. And two years later, you leave because compensation's right. And you're right. The, the profession has matured. Compensations have scaled literally 3X what they were like three yep. years ago. 3X. So it's a different game. So those of you who are not wired for business, you should not own a business because the, the profession is now taking care of, its, uh, of the practitioner, which you and I both enjoy. Um, so I, I guess, you know, when we look at ownership, I believe it's about 70% of chiropractors own the business. And when we look at the profiles that we see and we look at profiling, we profiled over 100 and something doctors in our organization over the years, um, is there, about 30% are wired to own a business. Meaning the right, when I say wired, is the brain is wired with a level of dominance and system and compliance and the way you behave is designed for business. So about 30% of people should own a business in the field of chiropractic and about 70% do own. And that's why we have 40% about that are suffering can't pay their bills, can't, don't understand marketing, don't understand business, don't like hiring. They're not making enough money, they're struggling and paying rent, and they're in pain. Um, yeah. and, and you and I want to help doctors edify the practitioner first, that being a practitioner's field is a beautiful thing, and it can be very prosperous, right? And we want to honor a doctor. But then we also want to support the doctors that want are wired for business and want to own, right? And, and appreciate both sides,
0: right? Absolutely, 100%.
1: So let's let's get into this a little bit on uh, being in, in an employee um, versus an owner because there's trade-offs. It's not all glorious as an employee. It's not all glorious as an owner. There's a trade yeah. So let's talk about that. What is the the risk and the benefit of an employee
0: becoming a doctor who's employed? Let's do benefits first. All right, so I think benefits are you have security. You don't have to take work home with you. You don't have, you're not worried about team members. You're not worried about people calling in sick. Um, there's different benefits as far as like sometimes I pay for malpractice insurance, four hundred one k. There's different things depending on the office. Um, so I they think they have no, de-
1: they're not taking on more debt. Yeah, another three hundred thousand on interest. Not just three hundred thousand. You have interest on that, so it's like fifty. <laughs> another half a million dollars in debt. That's huge. You're not responsible for lawsuits. A patient malpractice lawsuit, a sexual harassment lawsuit, a business lawsuit, a partner lawsuit. Any of those risks that can really eat you up—not for a month or a week, uh, but a years uh, of pain in in a lawsuit. Uh, that's big. Um, the unknown of trying to get this thing off the ground. The pain of startup,
0: the launch phase is, yeah. is, is grueling to launch a new business, any business, um, a lot of work to launch. Stress and financial stress are stress. two big things that come up for me.
1: Stress to the family could hurt your relationship, yep. could hurt your kids, could take time away from your children when they're playing sports or dance or doing whatever they're doing. You have less vacations because you don't have n- enough money. Wow, I'm getting scared, Cliff. This is this is painful.
0: <laughs> so, so the front end of that is that's the benefit of being an associate. You know, especially in these days and times. Like I know when I did my associateship, I went out of school. They paid me five hundred dollars a month. And I got to work eighty hours a week, and I was probably honestly overpaid. <laughs> um, so,
1: so what we're saying is that. It being employed, if the compensation package is right, the culture is right, the team resonates with your value system energetically as well, technique, culture, and you've got a good compensation package with scale, meaning if the clinic grows, you get upside ability there, maybe a chance for partnership down the road. That's a viable, strong opportunity in the profession these days, right? I mean, overall.
0: Oh, Yeah. Yeah, way better than it was 20 years ago when I started or 25 years ago. And I think chiropractors are, you know, we are maturing as a profession. So then I think the opportunities are starting to shift to, you know, even like not even necessarily have to own, but still be able to participate in profit share and stuff like that.
1: No, it's huge. So let's go over the owner now. Like if you own a clinic, what is the benefits?
0: You make your own hours. That's what I wanted. Yeah. Um, You hire the people that you want to be on your team um you make the rules i think there's a bigger upside yep you make the rules
1: um yeah a bigger upside you're right if you do end up scaling the business if you do we'll go over those stats in a second uh if you do (laughs) you get the upside it's a beautiful thing yeah let's stop for a second it sounds like we're anti-business but this is all reality i just want to put it on the table here It's it. What percentage? You and I just pulled these stats up before this. Uh, we put this together, and I think both of our jaws dropped on this. But uh, yeah, percentage of businesses that are around 15 years later. What's that
0: number? It was 25 percent.
1: So 75 percent of businesses are out of business within 15 years. That's crazy. So let's open yeah. those stats. So um, this isn't chiropractic, so- guys. This is business. Period. But. It was 20% fail in the first two years. Why do they fail in the first two years? What, do you, what, would,
0: you, what would you be your, what's the main? My number one. My number ones is, my number two, two things would be undercapitalization and poor leadership. Yep, it's no, not enough cash. You say, I'm going to do a shoestring. I'm just doing a hundred grand.
1: And you say, I don't want to do, I don't want to get a loan for 50 <laughs> or 300,000. Well, you don't get a loan for 300,000 because you want to spend 300,000. You're going to loan for three hundred thousand because you want to spend one eighty or two hundred, yeah. and then you want to not take the last hundred or give it back, but you don't want to not have it. <laughs> you know, you don't want to you don't want to have exactly the amount of dollars that you say you need. That's silly because if you run out, you close your doors and you lose all two hundred and you go back. So yeah. you want to get more than you need. So twenty percent fail in the first two years, forty five in the first five years, forty five percent, almost half in five years, and sixty five in the first ten years. That's crazy guys. So, so it's no joke to own a business. It's not for everyone that's listening. It's, it's something that's only if you're wired for it. So if you reach out to align life uh, and you go through our process to learn about business, learn about the deliverables that align life also provides will also help you understand if you're wired or not wired for business. And that doesn't mean we'll deter you from doing so, but we'll guide you on what type of team you need. If you're not, innately designed with the behaviors
0: for business then we have to guide you on what what team you should build around you right what do you mean by that so like i think we break it down to there's three types of doctors there's a caregiver doctor there's a business builder doctor and there's an entrepreneur doctor so a So as a caregiver doctor, who would you want to be around you?
1: So if you're a caregiver doctor, that means that you're you're lower dominance. You're not as extroverted and you you're good at systems and and you're pretty compliant and and you want to provide care. You're you're obsessed with the clinical side, which I was. I just loved giving care. Love, love, love. And I know you were too. So you can progress years later to an entrepreneur if you grow and your consciousness (laughs) expands, but you won't change your personality like you won't become dominant overnight or something like that, but you will mature a little bit. So if you're a caregiver, you're going to need someone who is, who can be a marketer who can shake the trees and bring in the business. So whether it be a manager yeah. that is dominant and extroverted, uh, but you just got to be careful if you're a low dominant owner with a high dominant manager, you have to have a really strong connection, respect um, and relationship that you nurture So that you can manage that because it's very hard to manage a dominant person (laughs) if you're lower dominant, it's it's and it could put you in pain if you try to own the business but you're going to need someone that can hold the business together and i've seen this work where the the manager has such respect for the clinical conviction of the doctor that's lower dominant just such admiration and honor for the skill of that doctor even though they're not highly dominant that they respect them to that level that they can have that dominance and control the business. Does that make sense? Like, but you got to have something more than just an employee. There's gotta be some connection.
0: Yeah. And it's gotta be also written out in that scorecard. Like you, you know, when you're that lower dominance, the way to bring, you know, that transactional relationship, because you know, the caregiver is going to be more relational to bring that transactional leader out. It has to be, kind of filled out inside of a scorecard job description. These are expectations because then it's easier for you to fall back on that. That that's such a massive point.
1: The lower the dominance you are, if you're managing people, the clearer the expectations have be because there's less confront needed. And know that a high confrontation, high confrontation creates simplicity. Low confrontation creates complexity. How do you confront you do with safety You read the book, Crucial Conversations, how to create safety and have those crucial conversations, which is high confront conversations. I'm from New Jersey. When you say high confront, I would headbutt you and then yell (laughs) at you until you get my point. Uh, That's not the way to do it. (laughs) When it's high confront, it doesn't mean abusive. It doesn't mean (laughs) steamrolling. It doesn't mean, and I learned this because that's how I approached, unfortunately, in the beginning. But Crucial Conversations taught me how to create safety so the person you're talking to could go into a position of vulnerability and they would open up and we would learn together. And again, what I said last time in one of the uh, co- uh, one of the um, books I was reading is uh, the person is not a direct report where you're reporting the person above you, but we I like calling them the direct support. I don't know why that resonated. I brought it up on the last podcast. I love it. It's not a yeah. cool term. <laughs> you're- yeah, support. It's like someone that's guiding you, not hurting you, you know, or 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 disciplining you, but 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 helping yeah. you, uh, dehassling you. Is what they use in the book too? Dehassle your uh, your people. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> that was great. So anyway, that that's, uh, that's big, man. That is really big about how to build that relationship and the scorecard. Think about it. If you don't know what the expectations are, and you're low dominant, you can't you can't handle that. <laughs> Because you got a lot. You're screwed. Yeah, you're in trouble. You're in trouble.
0: <laughs> so so, like for me, Joe, so I think where it comes up for me for a caregiver, they need a strong office manager and they need a strong marketer that can be the same person or they can have two different ones. But also back to your money conversation, one of the places we're like, oh, it costs us 180 to build everything out. But they don't put any money to cover overhead or to market. So then they can't figure out why they don't grow. So again, if you want to grow to 25500 you need to be spending you know four to $8,000 a month to grow that.
1: Well, you, you so. made a, a good point. If you're a character and your personality profile is different and you got to hire these people, you may have to hire them day one. So you may need a bigger, yeah. wider budget, which is going to be scarier initially, but safer within three to six months because you're gonna, you're gonna move yep. fast. If you're low yeah. dominant, you're usually high compliance and high systems. So that's, you're gonna have a good system. Just make sure you honor what Cliff is talking about and what he teaches inside of the Align Life system when we go over team building is what you teach and scorecards and making sure that there's really clear accountability because low dominance requires really clear accountability and really refined expectations. And you can run the business very successfully. Yeah. Great. So, um, so let's, let's define where you brought this. You started with this. You started with a job versus a business. So what is, I talked about my accountant, he called it a velvet prison and he called that's a business. No, that was his interpretation of business. (laughs) And that is a job. He owned his job. If he left, got away from that desk with piles of paper on it that I saw every time I went in there, then he didn't make money. So he had a he bought himself a job, he bought it. I mean, he put the money out and then he just sat there and did the work. And if he left, he made no money. So let's talk about yeah. if you wanna own a business and, and now you guys are matured, hopefully you've been listening to this podcast. If you haven't, go back and listen to some of their previous episodes. But those stages, we talked about launching a clinic, taking it off the ground. And we talk about building the clinic, scaling it, which is leveraging it, bringing on more doctors, opening more clinics, and then exiting it. My point, and then let's uh, talk this through, Cliff, is if you don't wanna scale it, meaning bringing on more doctors or opening more clinics, because that's the leverage. That's when you stop exchanging time for money. Even though you make a lot of money for your time, you're still having a job, you're exchanging time for money in build. Scale is when you leverage. If you don't want to scale and you're not planning an exit, don't do launch. Don't own a business. Because the the stress and the launch is designed to help you appreciate uh, the scale and the revenue and scale and the freedom and
0: scale and the ability to have value in an exit. Right? That's it. 100%. And, I, I, like, and just double click on that. Because when I first heard that, it was like, when we first started having these conversations, this was months ago about this, I was like, huh, I never thought about that. But if we don't, if you don't want to scale, then don't do those other ones. Join a team, find somebody who does want to scale and create, because with a 75% failure rate, it's not a good gamble. Like most chiropractors want to have a career of 15 to 30 years. And so if 75% of businesses go out, like why put yourself at that risk? I mean, it's not even like it's 50, 50 odds.
1: Yeah, no. And, uh, in Align Life, what I love, the process that we go through is people that want to go through our discovery process, which is discovering the, the asset value of the Align Life opportunity, is we start with two things. We look at your business behavioral profile to see how you're wired, and are you wired uh, innately for business? And then we look at your core values, and then we have a discussion these are the values that you want in life. That's, that's how you define success. That's how you define, in, in essence, happiness Are these values. And then we know how you're wired. And then what we do, it's a beautiful process, is then we look at the different tracks that we have available in Align Life. Internships, business builders, um, caregivers, clinic owners, enterprise doctors with multiple locations, whatever it is, we look at your values, we look at the way you're wired, And then we have a meaningful conversation to help you on your direction, your career. And for new doctors, I can't tell you the value of that conversation, but it's a million dollar conversation because (laughs) it can actually influence and help guide you to the path that is innately designed for who you are. Uh, And that's not how we did it the first 10 years. It was more like this is the way to be successful because what we thought is we thought we defined success. And that's a foolish proposition. You cannot define success yeah. for another human being. And I'm speaking to the choir, talking to Cliff on this because he can write nine books <laughs> on this. <laughs> but uh, you can't define success for someone. And and when you open a business, you gotta you gotta know how to define your success, right?
0: Yeah, their vision has to fit inside. You know, if you're going to work for a doctor, your vision has to fit in within that, like it has to be in the same direction. That's huge. Otherwise, and so in
1: a line Life, you know, what we want to do is we don't care where you want to be. You want to be an employee. We have opportunities for employees uh, where you can run a clinic. You want to be a partner. We have doctors looking for partners. You want an investor, we have opportunities for people to invest in your clinic. You want to own a clinic, you can own a clinic 100%. You you want to do multiple clinics, we can plan that day one, five clinics and and how we can help you lay that out. So it doesn't matter. It's just uh, we attach opportunity to uh, who you are and what you want. Um, And in Line Life, really, I love the the slogan of uh, we can have you in business for yourself, but not by yourself. Uh, so you own a business oh, yeah. but you're not sitting there by yourself. And that's what I didn't like in owning the business, especially in the beginning stages. I'm just such a team player kind of person. I like being amongst other chiropractors. <laughs> my all my friends are kairos, my, uh, my my business kairos, my you know, my association, my family's got kairos. It's you know what I mean? It's just I love the camaraderie personally, so I like tribes and groups. That's another reason why we put it together.
0: Yeah, I felt like I was watching and you're like, who do I hang out with that's not a chiropractor? But (laughs) Yeah. So when you're talking about a line life, I think one of the things like there's different vehicles to do different things. And you know, some people say, Oh, a minivan sucks. Not if you have four kids. A minivan's (laughs) awesome. But if you have you know, but if you're going on a date, a minivan kinda sucks. But if you want to if you have a convertible, you had eight kids, the convertible sucks, but if you're going on a date, it's awesome. And so I think the six tracks that we have inside of a line life will allow you to get to your destination, the most effective and most efficient way. And so for me, it's like identifying who you are and which vehicle you should be in will allow you to reach the most success. And I always go back to what Buffett said, because the best way to get rich is not lose money.
1: (laughs) I love that. And and even, you know, I backtracking cliff on what I was saying is if you don't want to do scale and exit, then don't do launch don't own the business. But there are creative relationships out there that, let's say, you want to open some clinics. Let's say in the line life, you say, "I love launching, I love opening." Well, you could open and put doctors in place in an employee relationship. This is this is unique. On a general stereotypical stance, what I was saying holds true, which is, if you don't want to scale and exit a business, then don't start it. Uh, just be an employee. But I yeah. just want to contradict myself a little and say that there is unique ways in which we can take a value of like, I love opening clinics and, and there can be unique creative ways of creating an employee relationship where you're opening clinics or you get a piece of the exit. So really be expressive and open and vulnerable and communicative in your discussion in an employee relationship and tell them what your true desires are. It may not fit in the organization you're with, but at least express it. What I, What I was doing is challenging my thought like i just love opening new clinics have the conversation um because things can be built around your values if it's a mature organization they want to serve your needs really but as a general rule don't if you don't like launching and i mean if you don't want to scale and exit then don't don't start now if you start an employee relationship you may mature three years later with experience and you may become uh, your confidence that was blocked due to fear may, your your innate self may come out and things could change. So, some of the profile may usually, you are who you are, but there could be some modification if there was so much fear and unknown um, in the relationship. So, that's something to be aware of as well.
0: Yeah. And I think, like, I'll put the six tracks. So, if you guys go to this podcast below, there'll be the six tracks inside of a line life. So, you guys can kind of see what those are. But one of those is plant to partner, plant, you know. So that's what that relationship is like. I, I don't quite have the business acumen yet, but I, I if I have the right leader then I can gain that and that's a, you know, 12 to 36 month process and then you then you're like, "Okay, cool. Yeah. I got it." And I know that's one of the relationships I have right now. Like the doctor's a great doctor, he's a driver, he's a business owner. He's in, you know, probably the top 5% business entrepreneur, but didn't quite feel comfortable with the business acumen and didn't want to put his family at risk. So then we partnered up so I can teach him over the next three years to be a CEO. So
1: this way, he's not putting, like, help me understand that a little bit. So he's not putting up the money. He's not taking the loan himself. He's not responsible for paying the staff like that first year, but he is, in a sense, holding the framework of this thing together and learning and building, right? I mean, he's, he's doing the work of an owner without the risk. So he pays for the risk later in a reasonable exchange because he didn't take the risk up front and, and he gets to scale faster versus being an associate for when he wants to be a business owner for a longer period of time. And then having to start fresh in 10 years, right? He starts now because of your guidance and leadership.
0: Yeah. Like by the time we're done, he should be like 10 years of experience versus, with the three years of him and I together. So he'll gain seven years of growth in our three-year relationship. I think that's awesome.
1: And it's all inside the Align Life system. So he's still leveraging the systems, the tools, the trainings, the marketing, the brand, and all of that, that's beautiful. Um, So that is another relationship that can be uh, exposed and and utilized. So yeah, if anyone's interested in going through the, the stages of the discovery process, which is looking under the hood of the deliverables, and, and really spending the time, which none of us spend enough time looking at our values um, <laughs> and looking at how we're wired and looking at some of the profiling of ourselves. So we know ourselves better and we know our values better, and then we can see which
0: track is best for us in our career. I think that's a great conversation. Uh, let's just tee this up for the next week. So next, next week, we are going to be diving into core values and why those are important. So we start with personal core values, then we'll dive into business core values. And so- But today, I think the biggest takeaway, like really, like Joe said, understand who you are and what role to put yourself in, because I think that's where chiropractors go sideways. They, they, you know, they put themselves in a situation. If everything goes right, they'll succeed. But if one thing, one thing goes off, then the whole thing goes sideways. And that's why these businesses fail. And so what we're saying is don't put that at risk. Figure out who you are. You know, talk to an expert. Talk to Dr. Joe Esposito. Figure out, like who you're hardwired to be, and then go into that situation and be happy and healthy for the rest of your life.
1: Enjoy the journey more every single day and not wait for the outcome. Don't wait for tomorrow. Don't wait to be happy at the end. Don't wait for success at the end. Be successful every day. Have prosperity every day. Enjoy your family every day. Have have a harmony in your life every day as much as you can, because we're all going to go through adversity, but mitigating those problems limiting the scar tissue even though you're going to gain some in your own right just in your journey through life and if you own your own business uh, take the test step out of the business on Friday and not show up for two weeks and let us know how much what percentage of your income was sustainable do you sustain 80% when you walk out that door for two weeks 70 60 50 none do you lose money you still got to pay overhead so do you lose 15 grand a month because you have no income but you got to pay your bills what would happen if you left now for two weeks? That's what I wanna know. And if, and if it's a negative number, meaning you still have a lot of expenses and staff to pay for, but no money, then you don't own a business. You bought yourself a job and you have to learn how to mature that because you're still in your career, you're still in business, and you have to gain awareness of how to turn that job into the business that you created, that you deserve, that your family deserves, that creates freedom prosperity, durability, transferability, exit opportunity. There's so much beautiful value if you own the business, but too many chiropractors are suffering with buying themselves a job and they've never really had a true business by definition that it's uh, uh, that they don't have to live inside of it. So if we can help in that realm, if you're suffering right now and you're, you know you have a job and you just want some insights, let us have a short conversation in doing so. If your student, uh, Cliff, everything you said on uh, staying upright right and, and enjoying the journey, it's awesome.
0: All right, you guys, killer episode today. Joe, thanks for your insights. Um, next week, we're, we're going to be talking about core values, so I look forward to seeing you guys on that one. For opportunities to build your dream practice, presented by Dr. Fisher, reach out to Align Life Centers for Natural Health, at alignlifeopportunity.com.